Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I really owe a debt of gratitude to Aaron Rodgers, and yet I just want him to shut up. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio <laughs> on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Chris Carlin. He's Joe Fortenbaugh. We bid you adieu today. Good morning. What's going on, Joseph? I'm very excited for today. Hump day, as they like to call it out there in the streets. It's a big one for us. It's the pivot day where we stop necessarily looking behind us and we start looking ahead. And with Niners Cowboys, with Texas, Oklahoma, we got a big weekend coming up. So I'm very excited. And quietly, quietly, the show is hot with its baseball playoff picks. And not one to brag, but we're hot right now, Carlin. We're one and oh. We called. We stopped the Twins streak. 18 straight. Carlin versus Joe. Not worried about betting into that. We backed him yesterday. They delivered for us. Look at you. You get right up in its face. 18 straight. Pucker up, Buttercup. I am going (laughs) to stick it to you right now. Let's ride the Twinkies. (laughs) And here we are. We got more for today, too. I look forward to rolling out some wagers for later today because we do have day gambling. Day gambling during the middle of the week. Fantastic spot to be in for us. Oh, day gambling. I couldn't be more excited for that. We get to that in a little bit. We see if anybody can come back from their 1-0 deficits to win their series in the wild card. It's all on ESPN Radio. And we get a chance for you to be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show yesterday, as he is each and every week ubiquitous as he has become. Sometimes miracles are just doing things that people never thought was possible. And I think one of my mantras has been this entire time, really since you know I watched Muse, and obviously I knew what Kobe went through, and I knew that Kobe had surgery the next day, and he came back fairly quick. Obviously he had some, you know, some other injuries the year he came back, but my mantra has been just because something has never been done doesn't mean it's not possible just hasn't been done yet yeah okay dr scientist that's not exactly how it all works all right i understand <laughs> that they could have thrown this whole new surgical procedure at aaron Rodgers that's somehow going to be miraculous and he's going to be back before you know it but joe this is not necessarily a good thing to be doing right now I think it's a good thing for Aaron Rodgers to be around the Jets. I think it's a very good thing for him to be around Zach Wilson. I'm sure they feel that way because all you can do is have the knowledge of his entire career rub off on Zach Wilson. And all that can do is truly help. And did it help the other night? It's possible. It's possible when he's around a little bit. Sure. What doesn't help is when you are continuously out there saying, hey, miracles happen. You never know. I could be back. When? Next week? Three months? Five months? When is it going to be? Because here's what I know. When we've seen other guys with this injury, it has been few and far between that they have come back quickly to make an impact. Let's talk about Cam Akers for a second, Joe. He was a running back. 
It happened to him a few years ago with the Rams. He was uh, having it happen right in the middle of July, and he came back in the first week in January. He was not very effective when he came back. That's five and a half months, and he was 22 years old. I don't know if anybody's aware of this kind of a universal fact that older people don't heal as quickly. (laughs) And uh, all of a sudden, because Aaron Rodgers figured out how to Google Achilles injury, well, miracles can happen. I love all this stuff. I absolutely love it. Rodgers is one of, if not the great character in the NFL today. This uh, ultimately is an entertainment platform, and we take it very seriously. We get very into it. It's a wonderful thing on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, you name it. But we need characters to drive the entertainment. And I don't know if there's a greater character in the sport right now than him. Think about that for a second and then see if you can give me anyone better. I mean, he's not even playing. He's not even playing. And yet he is in the news at every single turn saying interesting things. I'll phrase it like that. Interesting things. Can he come back? I don't know. Should he come back? No. Why? This team is going to be way out of contention. If you're 4-12 and with a game to play, you're going to put Rodgers out there? What would be the point? You're not contending. You're not good. That's what all of this is. That's what makes all of this so interesting is this conversation about Rodgers is going to try to get back to help the Jets. It's not going to matter. They're already toast. We told you that. We told you that Zach Wilson just gave you the greatest game of his career, something you have desperately been looking for over the last two plus seasons, and you still lost the game. Okay. You still lost. If his greatest game isn't enough for you to get a win, you're not going anywhere. So this idea that he's coming back, it's great content. It's him being one of the NFL's great characters. It's interesting. It's entertaining. It's great for us to discuss. It doesn't matter whether he is a medical marvel or not. They are out of it. Not mathematically now, but they're out of it. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to contend for a playoff spot. Are they toast because of the quarterback? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. absolutely. The defense might not be as great as they led us right. to believe, but the defense right. is good enough to get you to the playoffs. You All just right. don't have it. I mean, we are about to talk about this matchup against Denver this weekend and how important it is for them. Denver is terrible. Denver's 1-3 with a miracle comeback against the Bears, the worst team in the NFL. If a matchup against Denver is a must-win for you, you have already lost your season. San Francisco would not be going to Denver saying, we got to get this one, boys. we got to get this one. Philadelphia wouldn't be going to Denver saying, we're going to need this one, fellas. This one is going to be huge for us. Only teams like the Jets say that because they're clinging to this false hope that they might actually have a chance to do something this year. They don't. They're just playing along. The hope factor, I agree with you. I can't stand that this is about false hope, but Rodgers is the one that is supplying the false hope here. The Jets are not an awful football team outside of the quarterback. They're not. They feel like they are a team that right now just needs to stay afloat. You and I both may think they're done for the year. I don't think by any stretch that Zach Wilson right now is taking them to the playoffs, but they're not thinking that way. They're thinking, let's just get this week. Then let's get next week. And then, oh my God, you know what? The entire schedule softens up. Now the schedule softens up for really good teams. Other teams look at the Jets and say, well, no Aaron Rodgers. We can get that one now. So here's the problem. Aaron Rodgers, Joe, is by talking every week about this, and 
When I say I owe him a debt of gratitude, it's because he's talking every week about this. And it's giving me content. And I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that very much. Yes, sir. But it's not healthy for the football team. It's not healthy to cling to an idea that all we got to do is just just hang in there. Just hang in there. And then Superman's going to come in and rip his shirt open. We're going to be just fine. And then we're going to go on our run. That's not healthy. What's healthy is for this guy who is injured to not be talking every single week about his team out in the open when he just got there. He hadn't even been there in a few weeks. And now it's, well, we need to tighten up the ship. We're we're letting too many things leak. I was really disappointed that what leaked out about my comments the other night to the team got out to the press. We need to tighten up the ship. Dear God, stop. Just go to rehab. If you get back sooner, it'll be a pleasant surprise. But don't set these expectations that, hey, guys, miracles happen. Mir- That's why they call them miracles. <laughs> because they don't happen very often. If ever. I mean, right? If it, yes. happened, if it happened two to three times you a year, You are not, not Jesus really healing the lepers here. You are not healing the lepers. <laughs> yeah, a couple points to that. Number one, I'm not opposed to the idea of the false hope for at least the fan base. Because no hope is, I mean, no hope. What, what are you going to do with that? Especially coming into the season with so much hype. So if you're going to supply this false hope to the fan base and give them some belief, I'm okay with that. Even if you don't pay it off at the end, there's at least some reason to cling to something other than just completely I'm not worried about the fans. Up. I'm worried about those other players. Okay, now that's to point two. In sickness and in health, you knew what you were getting when you acquired this guy. You know what you get when he's healthy and plays well. That's why you went out and made the move for him. Now you're getting all the other stuff. The talking, the commenting, being at the forefront when you're not really even playing. Like, that's what you have to understand comes with Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with James Harden to an extent. You're going to acquire Harden and you're going to think Harden might be the scorer who can put us over the top. Counterpoint, Harden's getting old. He can't score the way he used to. Yeah, but he can facilitate now. Look at how he facilitates in Philly. Okay, so you acquire the guy, and it's the early honeymoon phase, and Harden's playing pretty well, and it's helping your team. Inevitably, Harden will be Harden. He will grow disgruntled, and then he will sabotage everything. You know what you're getting with James Harden well in advance. Rodgers isn't Harden, and I don't want to draw it to that comparison to say he's the same guy, but you know what you're getting with Rodgers. He needs to be the alpha. He needs to be in the spotlight. He needs the attention. He needs to be the one in charge. That's how it was in Green Bay. That's how it's going to be here. If you don't like it and you're the Jets, too bad. Mm. This is what you signed up for. Well, that's fair. That's completely fair. Thank the you. Jets Best thing lot. you've said so far all day. But but the Jets, I thought Jesus healing the lepers was pretty good myself. That part, anyway, was, great. That listen, part was actually fantastic. Yeah, but listen, the Jets have handed the keys of the organization to Aaron Rodgers. That's They're totally fine with that. One last thing here. You know, he made sure to slide in the little jab at Travis Kelsey, so to speak. And this is not a political or any of that kind of stuff, all right? But, you know, the Mr. Pfizer thing, that wasn't anything else than jealousy. What is it? No, what are you talking about? What's this line? So yesterday, when he's on McAfee's show, they're talking about how the Jets kind of kept Travis Kelsey at bay in the game the other night. Okay. And he called him Mr. Pfizer because I guess Kelsey has done some PSAs for Pfizer and, you know, all that. But it's his little dig at Travis Kelsey right there. Let's be clear on what that was. That has nothing to do with anything other than pure jealousy. Because that, all oh, of you a think? sudden, oh, absolutely. All oh, of a sudden, some people like Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are bringing in that State Farm cash. And it's not him 
anymore doing it. And it's not him who is out there dating the celebrities. Travis Kelsey is out rogering Rogers, so to speak. He's doing he's he's doing everything that A-Rod did in his best days, except he's doing it at a higher level. Pure jealousy on your part, dude. It's well, so let's clear. remember there is a there's a history of this. He was the guy that had the story out about whether or not he was going to return to Green Bay the day of the first round of the NFL draft. If yes. you, know, you remember that, yes, like, he made the draft about him. So this would be no surprise here taking a shot at Kelsey because Kelsey's getting all the shine right now. You know what he does? Everybody turns their back for a second, and Aaron Rodgers makes sure to tap you. Oh, hey, I'm over here, remember? <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe, when we are lining up who our MVP candidates are, we often look for that one big moment that will help define them. It is coming Sunday night for an MVP candidate. We'll tell you all about it next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. They're not going to catch him. McCaffrey takes it to the house. I think he's the most complete back in football. It's just a matchup nightmare. Who's the best running back in the game? I am. I'm not going to sit here and give MVP talk, but Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs in the entire league. Sunday night is when the betting on Christian McCaffrey could really ramp up when it comes to MVP. It's Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Don't forget that you can hit us up on Twitter as well, at Carlin versus Joe, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh, KD on Twitter just chimes in to remind me, Rodgers and Kelsey were literally talking and laughing before the game. He was just joking, you moron. Uh, actually, they, they, they really weren't really laughing a whole lot. It, you know what it looked like? And I saw the video of that again. I, I, what it actually looked like was just one of those fake small talky conversations. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And it looked like Kelsey was trying to get in with Rodgers a little bit more, and Rodgers just like, 
Get away from me, son. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. Okay, with Travis or with uh, Christian McCaffrey this week, you were the one that brought this up last week for the first time, and I feel like we need to start uh, time stamping takes because now I'm looking all over the place, and look who's got it. Everybody, everybody's on the Christian McCaffrey for MVP discussion. Having said that, Joseph, we look at this Sunday night with the Dallas Cowboys in town. And many times, as we see with the Heisman Trophy, and we see it occasionally with the MVP, there is the moment. There is the second that somebody truly became a candidate that defines them, that gets everybody's attention. And this is on the big stage on Sunday night. And as good as we all know that McCaffrey is, this could absolutely be the week where that happens for him, where he has one of those big moments this Sunday night. Without a shadow of a doubt, this is the opportunity because so far this season, San Francisco hasn't really been in the limelight. They open the season at Pittsburgh. It's an early game. It's mixed in with all the others. It's a great performance, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a standalone situation there. There were other games that drew attention. Following week, you're playing the Rams. No one's all that excited about the Rams this year. It was a competitive afternoon game, but again, not exactly drawing the entire attention of the country. Week three, Thursday night against the Giants. Felt like that game was more about the Giants' ineptitude than it was about the Niners. Mm-hmm. Niners kind of ran through them on a Thursday night. You got a good look at the Niners there, but it was another disappointing performance from Big Blue. And then last week against Arizona, no one's paying attention. So McCaffrey's been quietly going about his business as opposed to a Tua Tungavailoa or a Josh Allen or even a Lamar Jackson, so to speak. And what he's doing right now is a historic pace. All right, at the moment... If you take what Christian McCaffrey's done and you extrapolate it out over 17 games, he is on pace for 1,951 rushing yards, 25 rushing touchdowns, 76 receptions, 599 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. That would give him a grand total of 2,550 yards from scrimmage, which would be an NFL record. It would break the record previously held or currently held, by Chris Johnson, Tennessee Titans running back, who had 2,509 yards. So he'd smash that record. Johnson did not win MVP that season. He wasn't even in the top four in voting. It was all quarterbacks, Manning, Breeze, Rivers, and Favre. But he did win Offensive Player of the Year. Touchdown-wise, he would have 29 total touchdowns. The record for touchdowns in a season, LaDainian Tomlinson with 31. Two more than McCaffrey's on pace for. Tomlinson, if you remember did win MVP that year. That was 2006. So the numbers are going to make a great case if they hold. The question is whether or not you would buy into those numbers if they hold to the end of the season. Would it be enough to overtake a quarterback? I say no. We can get into that in a little bit. But those numbers and the pace he's on, if you see him light up Dallas this weekend, we're going to have very strong conversations about McCaffrey for MVP come Monday. But what that much we all about? know is coming. Yeah, it becomes about perception, right? And the people yes. who vote for that, and that's one of the moments that they will remember. It will stick with them when they are at the end of the year and they haven't seen him play every week and they are then voting on it, right? And listen, most of the voters are going to do that, but I'm just telling you, not everybody watches every single second of every single game when they are voting on something like that. 
So if they have that moment to kind of stick on, and then they go and they look at what the numbers, uh, as you said, uh, extrapolate out to the rest of the way, they'll be keeping an extra close eye on what's going on with McCaffrey. They'll be paying more attention to it. And Joe, I'll give it the other reason why they're going to be paying more attention to it. Look at a couple of the guys that we thought would be MVP candidates at the beginning of the year, and they haven't exactly lit it up to start the season. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's been good, yep, but he hasn't gone out there and thrown out ridiculous numbers. There, there really hasn't been the quarterback that has consistently every single week thrown up the ridiculous numbers. We saw Tua up there. Then we saw Josh Allen jump in front after his particular game this past week. But there's not a standout through the quarter pole. That's my point. And that's what helps McCaffrey here. Well, not only that, two that were at the forefront, Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow, are hurt. So you've taken two serious contenders right out of the equation. Mahomes is having a solid year, but we did see him lose in in game number one. Trevor Lawrence was a dark horse candidate somewhere around 17 to one. He hasn't been putting up the numbers. They've got a couple losses. So the field's open for McCaffrey to make a play. The problem with voting for him, or I shouldn't say voting for him, but the problem with him garnering enough votes to win this thing, I don't think he's going to be viewed as so much more valuable to his team than some other players are to their teams. Well, because of the other playmakers? Because of the other playmakers? Because of everything. Like, like, here's, okay, here's an example. San Francisco can beat Dallas this week 24 to 10. McCaffrey can have two touchdowns and 125 all-purpose yards. That could be a great game. Mm. But if you just held Dallas to 10 points, the defense played huge in that game. San Francisco's got everything. They have very good coaching. They have an elite defense. They've got great wide receivers, a solid tight end, a quarterback who seems to win every regular season game he plays, and they have McCaffrey. Like when Tomlinson won MVP in 2006, he took the world by storm. He was throwing for touchdowns that year. He was absolutely incredible. I think he had over 100 receptions. He was a one-man wrecking crew. Every single week, every fantasy owner knows if you were going against LT, you were dead in the water. McCaffrey's putting up video game numbers, yes, but the Niners are winning a variety of other ways as well. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. The playmakers around him, I buy it a little bit. Here he is on that topic. Look at our team and the guys around. That's another you know huge reason, obviously. When you have so many dynamic weapons, uh, you know you kind of feed off each other. One game I might have a, you know good stats. The next, Debo might go off for 150 and Brandon for 150. And there's really no shortage of guys who can make plays on this team and, and, and come out of the game with great games. So, um, you know, it just it, it helps when you have a, a really good roster and a good team and a good culture that plays together. And uh, that's, just, that's a testament to the leadership, the coaching, the ownership and everything. Yeah, that's just him saying all the right things there. But I, there's not Justin Jefferson on that team, too. You know what I'm saying? I think Brock yeah. Purdy's presence actually could help his case later in the year. Perhaps. Perhaps that defense is so good, though, that's going to be the thing to overcome. Mm. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80. Why one F- when NFL team's solution for their struggles is... I've always hated this phrase. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate that phrase. I didn't write it. Evan did. I just read it because I'm Ron Burgundy. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. They put him into a pistol behind Purdy. Debo was right. Three or left. They give it to McCaffrey off the left side. One, two, three, four. Touchdown! <laughs> CMC! Here's the one part I, I didn't get from you. If it was right now, would you vote for him? I would not, no. You would vote for who? I think the Niners are 4-0 without McCaffrey as their running back. I've seen the Niners get quality play out of the running back position before. Raheem Mostert's an example. Um, We can go down the list. They got some out of Matt Breida years ago. I like McCaffrey. I think he's awesome. But when we talk about MVP, we're talking about value to the team. And while he adds a ton of value, I don't necessarily believe McCaffrey's value to the Niners is more than Josh Allen's value to the Bills, for example. Okay, that's fair. And I I am a big believer in the most valuable to his team's success in playing that stuff out when I'm voting for something like that. So I completely buy into that rationale. It's Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome in ESPN NFL analyst Andrew Hawkins right now. Hawk, we are talking about this very topic with the MVP situation. Christian McCaffrey, so what would it take for Christian McCaffrey to win MVP this year and not a quarterback? He has to continue on the pace that he's at, which is, you know, that's the, that's the tough part, right? Is that, that not every game is going to look the same. Not every defense is going to be able to give that up. The quarterback always has the opportunity to kind of affect the game in that way. Um, if one of these defenses or multiple of these defenses will go into the game and say, hey, we're going to take Christian McCaffrey away, and we're going to let Debo Samuel go off, and we're going to let Ayuk go off, we're going to let uh, Kittle do his thing, we are going to be committed to taking away Christian McCaffrey because he is their top player, which if I'm a defensive coordinator, that is what you do. And you see what uh, the 49ers do with it. If they do that a couple of times, it, it just hurts his case. Whereas 
again, Mahomes is always going to be able to go put up 300, and Josh Allen is going to be able to do those 304 touchdown games um, in a more consistent, a consistent manner. McCaffrey and the 49ers are going to host the Cowboys Sunday night, Levi Stadium. This might be the most important game of the year through the first five weeks. How do the Cowboys win this game? Uh, it comes down to Dak. You know, I, I think talent-wise, it's like that's always the first thing you look at. Is this, is this team talent enough to compete? The answer is yes. They're an extremely talented football team. Do they have a quarterback that can get it done? The answer is yes. Dak's talent has never been in question, and we have seen him be brilliant at moments. When the games are critical, when the games are close, what Dak has to transition to is being an asset to his team. And what definitely, absolutely, under no circumstances can happen is that he is the reason – why they lose and if you look at that last year uh playoff game against the 49ers he was the reason he threw two bad picks it's okay you know you're going to throw interceptions things are going to happen these are two interceptions that shouldn't happen one in the red zone and one late to the field on a throw where i mean honestly you or i could have picked that ball off so for Dak, he has to again transition in these moments dig into his process that so it allows him, again, not to be the reason why his team doesn't have a chance. Otherwise, you can't have the conversation about him in the elite level or the top tier of quarterbacks in the league because the best ones, again, they become an asset in those critical moments. We've been trying to put him in that discussion for a long time, and we can't seem to be able to do that. May wonder why that is. It's Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Hawk, when you look at the Steelers and Mike Tomlin having them practice in pads today and making somewhat of a big deal about it, what is your reaction from a player's perspective? It's him trying to rally his guys, man. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from the Pittsburgh area. I'm from Steelers country. There is a tone to this team. There is an attitude to this franchise that has been around for longer than I've been alive, 50 years. They are tough. They are hard-nosed. They play football in the traditional sense. They don't get bullied. They do the bullying. And so when you turn on the film and you see them against Houston get bullied or you see other times throughout this season where they didn't look like the dominant football team, that feels like a problem to Mike Tomlin and he's trying to get those solutions A to let everybody especially the young players know what the standard is here no matter what and under any circumstances but also B um, get them in that rhythm because it's going to help them because they can't just rely on Kenny Pickett they can't rely on TJ Watt to make all these incredible plays week in and week out there has to be an attitude to this that puts your team in a, a, a more advantageous position so those responsibilities can be spread out more. Another organization that's fallen on tougher times, like the Steelers, the New England Patriots, really struggling on the offensive side of the ball. We can sit here and talk about Mac Jones. We can talk about Belichick. There's so much to discuss. Ultimately, how far away is this team from contending once again? Is it a quick fix at one position, or do they have a lot going on that they need to clean up? They have a lot going on they need to clean up. Uh, I think they have moments and, like, they have some things about their offense and as a team that, you know, if you get the other things right, they become attributes, um, whereas right now it feels like everything is just pointing in the wrong direction and everything is a detriment. You know, I, I think it starts at the quarterback position and not to pile on a Mac Jones, but he has to be able to push the ball down the field. And, and one thing, again, that he has to be able to do, I tell all young players, 
any player in the league, they're like, well, how do I do this? How do I go from good to great? How do I go from, you know, undrafted to making a roster, going from special teams to playing, is you whatever you're good at, you have to be the best at. Everybody has certain things about their game. I'm a five seven receiver. I was quick. And in any game I went into, I made sure I told myself in every scenario I need to be the quickest person on the field. Otherwise, there's no reason for me to be here. If you're big, be big. If you're strong, be strong. If you're fast, be the fastest. For Mac Jones, his thing is processing, his thing is making good decisions, and his thing is being smart. We are not in the Mac Jones era because he has a rocket arm or obviously he's super mobile or any of these things. And so when you watch that last game, the reason why it was so bad is because you got away from the things that you are good at. The thing you cannot do is throw across the field. Not once, but twice, and it, it turns into a pick six. What you cannot do is all of a sudden feel like you can run around back there and like you're Lamar Jackson. That's not what you do. You get the ball out, you, you diagnose quickly, and you make the right decision. And, and, and Mac is getting away from those. And you couple that on top of the fact that he has always had problems pushing the ball down the field deep and blowing the top off of a defense, which shrinks your offense and shrinks your opportunities – that's why it's like, well, you have to really start to consider is he the best option going forward if he's not going to do these things right. Last one for Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. Justin Fields looked pretty good the other day, but then did turn it over late. If you're another team looking at the Bears and Fields and you need a quarterback, how would you evaluate Fields right now versus drafting somebody? I, I, I think if you have the, the – uh, personnel and you have the team and the pieces around them that just needs a talented quarterback to you know fill in the gaps where you have them absolutely you make that you make that move because Justin Fields is extremely talented right and I would say okay well you know yes he made the interception late and there are some decisions and he has to hold on to the ball and absolutely across the board you got to be able to do that but the thing I just talked about the things he's good at he was great at early in that game you are talented you have a great arm you are mobile you can run you should always do those things. And when Justin Fields is not thinking too much, when Justin Fields is just relying on his talent to let his feet and his play do the talking and his decisions, and he is quick and he has convicted about um, what he is seeing on the defense, he is really, really good. So when you have players like that, you need to couple them with, with coaches that allow him to do that. And there's not a lot in the league. That's the other part. I think there's a misconception that every NFL coach is a good coach. Right, or every NFL coach is elite because they're there. And that's from head coach, OC, DC, position coach, you name it. This is not how the ranking system and the hiring process works. It's not like the players where we get to watch you compete and say that you're the best. But coaches like Mike McDaniel, coaches like Kyle Shanahan, the reason why we talk about Tua differently than we did three years ago or the reason why we talk about Brock Purdy as elite is because they are coordinators and offensive minds that design their offense for their quarterback to do the least amount of thinking. So for the receiver to do the least amount of thinking. For the tight ends in their offensive line, only thing you worry about in those offenses, and I played it with both of those coaches, is going as fast as you can and letting your instincts take over. And that's why when they're clicking, they click at a level that is hard to match by any other standard. Hawk, great stuff. Appreciate the insight. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. It's Carlin versus Joe. The biggest story in sports that nobody is talking about. Next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. That's right, baby. We had some great games yesterday, some real entertaining baseball. We had a winner from Joe who staked all of his reputation on the Minnesota Twins, breaking an 18-game postseason game slump. And what do they do? They back him up. They back him up, Joseph. It's a tremendous performance. I know we're going to get through all of this today, but it's nice to have playoff baseball back. Baseball goes through a very interesting phase throughout the course of the year, right? It starts in April. You pay attention. You lose focus maybe a little bit because you've got the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. You get into the summer months. You have the golf majors. You have vacation. Then you kind of have football starting, so baseball goes to the backseat, and then boom, just as you're comfortable with football, here comes the baseball playoffs. Great action to bet on. If I may just be a degenerate, Yes. for a moment love betting playoff baseball oh oh top-notch stuff and gay gambling we're all over that later on it's carl yes. versus joe espn radio but let's do a little whip around through the games yesterday <laughs> uh, let's whip around here's the pitch he squares pops up a butt montgomery off the mound dives and he made the catch Siri did try to drop one down, and Jordan Montgomery springs to the first base chalk and hangs on for out number two. Oh, what a performance by Jordan Montgomery yesterday. That guy has been a stabilizing force when the Rangers lost Jacob DeGrom and they lost Max Scherzer. He has been phenomenal of late, and he tosses seven shutout innings as the Rangers uh, beat the Rays uh, 4-0 in game one. That was on ESPN Radio. Mike Monaco and uh, I got to tell you, uh, not only that, the Rays are playing hot potato all over the place yesterday. Four errors. And do you know the Rays have not scored in 26 consecutive innings in the postseason oh. dating back to game one of the wild card last year? 
Well, this is part of the whole Moneyball concept, right? Like, you can build a team using advanced metrics to win during a 162-game regular season, but then you get to the playoffs, and you got to find a way in a much smaller sample size to overcome some of the pitfalls that you didn't have to deal with during the regular season. And here we are once again. The Rays are a 99-win team from the regular season, and they're a game away from elimination. On the Texas side, Jordan Montgomery was fantastic. No runs over seven innings pitched. It just makes you wonder what Texas could have done with Montgomery, DeGrom, and Scherzer. You may have been looking at a World Series down there. Now you're probably going to be limited despite having a top three lineup in terms of power and run production. They're going to turn to Nathan Ivaldi today going against Zach Eflin. Eflin has been huge for the Rays this season. Let's see if he can extend their uh, their playoff run here. Why are you ending my Rangers season already? You're, you're down like, oh, it's a nice a I good little them. win and I you're got, done. No, I'm just, I'm bummed because I'm looking at, I'm looking at what they are right now. They won yesterday. I've got futures on them. I've been hyping them up for a while. And the Scherzer injury, it's just, it's such a bummer to think. what Because if you're going to get past the Astros and this red-hot Orioles team, like you're going to need all hands on deck. And they just yep. don't have it. And it's such a bummer because that's going to be ultimately what sinks the ship. Way to ruin my mood. <laughs> Swing a high fly ball right field. That's deep. Backing up Springer. He's turning. It's sailing, and it's gone. He has done it again. Royce Lewis, for the second time in his first postseason game, has hit it out of the ballpark. This one the other way. What a start for the kid. And the Twinkies. The Twinkies off the postseason schneid as they get the win yesterday. And I'll tell you what, Royce Lewis has been a tremendous player this year. Hit 309 for the season. Dude has been everything that the Twins needed in every way. And yesterday, two home runs in his first two postseason at-bats. Only the third player to ever do that. Pablo Lopez getting it done on the mound, had a fantastic showing for the Twins. He worked deep into that game. He limited the Blue Jays lineup. We told you yesterday, the Twins much better against right-handed pitching than the Blue Jays. That's exactly what turned out to be the case. You know, for an 18-game losing streak in the postseason to exist, so many things have to break against you. Like Minnesota never just getting a true ace performance in one game to just lock down the opposition and deliver a win. Mind blowing. But they got that yesterday, coupled with just enough run support and a great showing from the bullpen to get out of there with a win. To watch the crowd erupt in joy following that victory, that's what makes October baseball so great. Because you have 162 regular season games where so many of them are just ho-hum. That game yesterday meant everything to the great people of the Twin Cities. Yeah, that was phenomenal. That was absolutely phenomenal for them. Uh, It'll be Jose Barrios pitching against his former team today uh the blue jays as they try to even up that series against the twins swing and a ball hit out toward left center field and deep off the bat of moreno it is gone a home run clears the bullpen in left center and gabriel moreno has given arizona a 4-3 lead and it came back from three nothing down in that game as the Diamondbacks win yesterday, six to three, the final uh, over the Brewers. That is a tremendous win. That, of course, was on ESPN Radio uh, as well. And Arizona, who won eighty four games this year, now puts the Brewers in a bit of a squeeze box. Who won ninety two this season? Going to be completely honest, because my most important rule of radio is never lie to the audience. I, yeah. I don't care much for this series. Neither I, do I. Really I. Don't. 
Neither do I. I. Don't, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One note, though, the Evan Longoria play, yes. phenomenal. Yes. Every now and again, a game is going to hinge on one singular play. Evan Longoria for the Diamondbacks yesterday, that was massive. I'd like to believe the Diamondbacks could be the little engine that could, but when you finish over 500 with the record, but your run differential is minus, I think the Diamondbacks finished minus 16 in run differential. I don't think you're going very far, but a good story nonetheless. <laughs> And your Phillies. Your Red Phillies. October, baby. Red October. Get on board, Carlin. I tell you, that was a wild scene at Citizens Bank last night. It's going to be it like always that is. all postseason. Phils win 4-1. Bryce Harper's running through stop signs at third base. Uh, that guy has turned out to be absolutely perfect for that city, and he has embraced it in every single way. And Trey Turner. So this is, for those who don't know, Trey Turner had been having a god-awful year. And it came a point about a month and a half ago where a host on WIP in Philadelphia, a guy named Jack Fritz, who also has a Phillies podcast, started talking about how they should give him a standing ovation and every time he comes up to try to pump him up. They actually started doing it, and Trey Turner turned it on. Yep. <laughs> and it was amazing. Here he is after the game. It's definitely home field advantage. I think, uh, you know, it's been electric all year. They've showed up all year for us uh, since game one, but and the postseason has turned up a notch, and it puts pressure on those guys to uh, throw strikes and play defense on the other side and, and the little things, and I think, um, you know, those are taken for granted, and uh, our fans give us that advantage so it's fun playing here tonight was electric and looking forward to it tomorrow again he had a couple of hits yesterday i mean have your moment about your fills wheeler was incredible once again bona fide ace gave you the performance you needed to set the tone against the marlins early in the series this is all going to come down to one thing and one thing only and it's the thing that derailed him last year can Aaron Nola rise above? Can Aaron Nola be the pitcher that they pay him to be and lock down the opposition? He got shellacked in a couple games against Houston last year. No true shame in that. Houston's fantastic, but Nola's going to go today. He's the reason they couldn't get past Houston last year. They are going to find ways to score runs. Wheeler's going to deal. The bullpen can handle their business. Nola has to be bona fide. If he's not, forget about it. The Phils might make the World Series, but they're not going to win it. Yeah, listen, I'm, I, I love the Phillies' chances because they are a classic team that when they got hot, they're very tough to beat. Uh, but Nola has got to be that guy today. Couldn't agree more. little bit of breaking news next. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.